Happy Thursday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Rocketeer Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest adventure movie Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnston-directed feature, The Rocketeer. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And Jim, I hear the music. You're listening to a special Billy Campbell episode on the Rocketeer Minute. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Campbell. <laughs> Guys, that, that it, it kind of makes me cringe, actually, <laughs> that music. We can make it bigger if you'd like. No. <laughs> More dramatic. No. More Another 30 seconds of fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my lord! Uh, thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming back yet again for uh, for another in depth uh, behind the scenes uh, look at at our favorite movie. Oh, and uh, we are once again you're you're there looking at uh, poor Jenny covered with soup, and <laughs> uh, and now finding out about uh, Cliff's tragic day at <laughs> on the runway, uh, and how he they were almost not sitting there eating soup. And, well, uh, first of all, she she maybe more than anyone I can think of looks good covered in soup. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's just she knows get how that to wear soup right out in the open. Yeah. How, how many how many takes was that? I was just wondering about they they had to do like the pre soup scenes and the post soup scenes, and, and I'm assuming that 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 dress that bib part of the dress was like replaceable. I you know I don't really recall but it had to have been there had to have been a double uh, at least a double um but i don't recall it uh, taking more than more than a one thing i think and in fact i think it was unless i'm mistaken i think it was joe himself that threw the wheel in the soup <laughs> really <laughs> i think so i think he was nervous about it not making the wow. right splash or something and uh at least if if memory serves i think that was him yeah wow that was a great set too i mean I, i've seen in the official uh souvenir magazine they have all pictures of how the the different wild walls would would slide out and they'd be able yeah. to shoot from just about any yeah. angle and it's yeah. an amazing creation of a, a, a really very authentic diner i think we've We've all been in those kind of diners, and it's just the details are incredible. It was a fantastic yeah. set, a fantastic set. I don't, I actually don't remember there being wild walls, um, you know, because the thing was, uh, it had to be solid. We, we actually, did we? No, maybe we didn't. I think there was a, I think there was an attic built separately when we were up in the head of the bulldog. Right. Uh, uh, unless I'm mistaken, um, but in my memory, anyway, that 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 thing was all of one piece. Wow. Uh, well, I, I know it had to be it had to be pretty sturdy because you know later there's going to be that big fight scene where there's a whole bunch of you climbing on top of each other and oh, yeah. having, not wanting to go through the thin. You know, didn't want to do another one of those laughing bandit things with knocking no. on the flats. No. <laughs> but uh, never yeah, let no, it be impressed. said that Billy Campbell failed to bring down the house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry but, for that. Uh, but. <laughs> it's uh, it, now this. I guess this is down in Culver City. I guess is where this is all being shot. Um, no, the the uh, the Bulldog Cafe was in an orange grove um, out past six flags i can't remember the name of the area um geez uh what's the oh. name of the area well six flags is out 
um, oh gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, I can't, I can't really recall. Okay, but I, I didn't. So this was an indoor outdoor set then. They were that, where it was. Yeah, where you it, were spilling it, out. They were shooting. Wow. Yeah, yeah, indoor outdoor set. Um, uh, oh, gosh, I wish I could remember Valencia, Valencia. Oh, okay, wow. Uh, yeah. So we were just after, I think, just after you get off the five there, and you go out. To, maybe you go out to one twenty six. Yeah. That's, I think that's what it was. And we had some other stuff that was uh, going on out there as well. Uh, we had the, um, what do you call it, the um, the top of the blimp set. Or oh, the, top, right. okay. the top of the Zeppelin set. Yeah. And, so yeah. And, You know, it's funny because I always sort of assume that uh, that these are two you know, totally separate things. But, you know, right somewhere second 52, 53 Billy, as you're running out the door of this, we get a good view from outside and uh, with the Orange Grove, mm-hmm. looking back into the, the the diner, and it's mm-hmm. at least what we can see there looks uh, looks complete. And I had always just it is complete. It's complete. We shot we shot all of the diner stuff in that diner on on location. Um, oh, I just can't amazing. quite recall the attic if the attic bit was right there as well, and it might have. I just I just can't recall that. I know I was up and down that ladder that is in the actual bulldog on the actual location many a time. I just can't remember if the if the uh, if the attic set was actually there or not. I I gotta think it was because that was a full, complete uh, thing they built. Yeah, it it did have a number of scenes. I mean, you were doing there's there's this evening scene here, mm-hmm. uh, eating dinner. There's the the breakfast scene at the very end. Yeah. Uh, the day after, and then there's the scene where. Uh, you fall down on top of America Martin as you're as you're climbing up and down the, the ladder. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, but yeah, it's quite uh, and, and and that fight scene. So, got a lot of mileage out of, out of this one area, but you know, definitely worth it for for the amount of time that they put in yeah. all the decorations, all Absolutely. those little photos and things. And, and yeah. <clears throat> you know, if I may, speaking of uh, speaking of those, figured something out fairly recently. That's pretty excited about. And that is, if you look at, you know, say, right about second three, second four, uh, that's where we're shooting over Jennifer's shoulder, looking at Billy, and sort of almost centered at the top of the frame. There's there's a bunch of pictures, but there's one that's uh, that goes off the top of the frame, but it's left, it's not covered by uh, by either of your heads. And I had a suspicion about what airplane that was, and uh, doing a bit of digging, I actually found that photo. Did you? And uh, yeah, so it's uh, the airplane's a Crosby CR4. It's a one-off air racer. Are you flea was, picking again? <laughs> I am flea picking in a wonderfully good way. It was uh, it first flew in April of '38, so here in the movie we're October of '38, so that's legit. Now this this photo itself wasn't taken until September of '45, but or excuse me, not September '45, uh, uh, October of '39. Sorry about that. It was another date. But uh, the uh, the other interesting thing for me is. Uh, so that very airplane in that photo, only one ever built. I see that airplane every day of my life. It hangs in our museum here in Oshkosh. Huh. Wow. And just a little bit of set dressing there. And it's it's not quite blinking. You'll miss it, but it's out of focus. So it took a while to be sure exactly what it was once I found the photo from the same angle. So now so, you have to go add to the, to the little caption out, out in the museum. you got to put as seen in the Rocketeer. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. And, and that same airplane was used in uh, in. The, the real 1939, not the 1991, 38, 39 we're talking about here, but uh, was used in a movie called Tailspin, uh, an amazing, uh, wonderful movie about these three three women pilots who were air races. It was surprisingly progressive for uh, for 1939 and, and a great, great film if you, uh, if you want to know more about sort of the air racing days and what uh, uh, Cliff Secord would have been up to. 
It was a 1939 film? Wow. Yes. Tailspin. Wow. I can't Tailspin. It must be on Turner so, Classic Movies every once in a while. Yeah, I think that's, uh, have to check it out. It's a Daryl Zanuck movie. It was written by a guy named Spig Weed who wrote half of all the great aviation movies back then. He was a, he was a Navy pilot and got into screenwriting. He had uh, three leads, Alice Faye, Constance Bennett, Nancy Kelly. Oh, uh, Jane Wyman is in it. Is, uh, is it a comedy? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's one of those uh, sort of pseudo dramas in that there's, you know, there's a bit of a love triangle and there's lots of competition, but uh, but it's it's light, um, but but it's just a wonderful, charming, charming movie, and and lots of great airplanes. There's another airplane in our museum that actually actually was in it as well. Wow. Well, there's see, there's aircraft things in every in every scene here. Every, scene. every minute you're just there's some kind of aircraft thing. And, and while we're talking movies, the whole I mean, during this whole. It's, would you describe this as an argument? I guess it's more like a. I'm not sure what this is. I guess they're working on working on their um, domestic difficulties. I'm working out the wrinkles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Cliff isn't buying anything though, in terms of he's not being. Uh, you know, okay, I can I can see things your way because he just right. seems to find new ways of. Uh, yeah. Discounting things. Yeah. You got a bird going on there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've got a I've got a cockatiel that uh, every time I start talking on the microphone, he wants to join in the show. That's a special guest. Now, oh, now, Jim, is it true sorry. that you've named him the Rocketeel? No, that's bad. No, no, no. His, <laughs> name, his name is Flash. He has a, like a lightning bolt on each wing. So, he has, and uh, my wife actually has sewn him a a bird cage cover that has a giant lightning bolt on it. So he's like, a very dramatic bird. Um, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> he's the bane of podcasting. But yeah, this is a uh, this is where actually where you get to you get to talk movies a bit because you talk about uh, about Miss Blake's uh, problems with getting getting a good role that she winds up behind uh, Myrna Loy. That's right. Uh, with a bowl of grapes. With a bowl of grapes. With a bowl yeah, of grapes. That's a great line. Not a, that's not a bad job. I mean, she you know she probably got scale and <laughs> it was you know a hard hard day down there in the the, uh, the Warner lot. But uh, yeah, she wasn't she wasn't taking kindly to uh, too much of the the put down. No. No, I think I, I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little uh, what do you call it a little uh, dismissive of of her her efforts and I mean you know it, it's it's kind of a typical thing you know we're each interested in the things that interest us and and it's unless you uh, you know have somehow along the way learned to uh, that you have to compromise um, then you you know you end up having bumps in the road yeah he's just he, he doesn't seem to have well i mean as we find out with uh with pv later neither of them have are very good with women about talking with them or yeah. opening <laughs> up and saying here's here's what i need to do well, I, think that's uh, true. I have to bring up something from from your distant past an interview with rosie o'donnell oh, that is goodness. still still yeah. online youtube and, yeah. and things and it yeah. said that you have terrible you had terrible um Game, I think, is the way to put it. You, you were you were really bad at talking to women and you know introducing ah, yourself, and yeah. it was like, which which fortunately you've overcome. So, they... well, no, you know, I, I wouldn't say I've overcome it entirely, but uh, it's a non-issue anymore. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm married, and and uh, it's it's just kind of a non-issue. Um, but yes, I was. I've always been just really just miserable about that i had no game whatsoever i felt like uh you know i just wondered how guys could do that kind of thing it it, it just 
you know, I always had to have a few beers and just stand, <laughs> stand in a corner and hope that somebody hit on me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I never had any, I never had any game. I always felt like an idiot trying to, trying to put myself forward. Uh, I would have, I, I'd had a great time just chatting, you know, and, and if, if, uh, if somebody wanted to chat and, you know, I get excited about all kinds of things, but, uh, it's funny. I, I, um, you know, I did, uh, one of my hobbies is sailing and I sailed around the world a couple of times on a tall ship mm-hmm. and, um, uh, I was single at the time and, and, uh, I was bemoaning the fact to the captain sort of a good way through the voyage like nobody yeah i'm not having any luck nobody's uh you know he said you need to talk to this gal you know because she she was sort of a onboard uh you know uh, matchmaker whatever and i said you know what what's the problem nobody nobody's like seems to be attracted to me she's like ollie are you kidding me she said (laughs) you you just don't give off any vibe. You don't give any vibe whatsoever. People think of you as like their brother, or their uncle, or whatever. I just don't give off like that vibe. And uh, yes, so yeah, make a long story short, <laughs> um, you found you found a way to draw on your real life experiences for just uh, out of. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think so. And at that, you know, and at that time, probably that we were shooting that, I was just head over heels, of course, uh, infatuated with Jennifer. Um, I don't remember, you know, the exact uh, time when we got together. It was on the film, but uh, I think when we were shooting the stuff in the Bulldog Cafe, I was still just in the just entirely infatuated period and so i was you know probably especially being you know standoffish or yeah. or what have you especially brotherly yeah uh, or avuncular um and yeah, she was big avuncular definitely. she was <laughs> she was probably wondering if i was gay and uh, and it wouldn't wouldn't really it wouldn't have been the first time i so. remember you from dynasty yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. you know it, it was funny we're talking about uh how you, since we're talking about how you behave around women my wife and i watched uh, or rather re for the first time in many many years uh, uh stranger beside me last oh night. my goodness and yeah. uh and i know that's come up uh, in an earlier episode but uh um you know the good news is is uh you know, you were every bit as terrific in it as I remember. Uh, the bad news is I'm now scared of you, and I'm not sure we can we can do this show anymore. Because, good Lord, man, you were creepy. Uh, there's a whole scene. If, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. True story about Ted Bundy, uh, you yeah. know, one of the worst serial killers of all time. But there's this scene, Billy, where you're promising uh, uh, Barbara Hershey as Ann Rule hmm. that no harm will come to her daughter. You know, she's yeah. safe out there. I can promise you that. And, and we're sitting there knowing, you know, yeah. knowing why you could make this promise. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, boy, you just get chills. And then the, the trial scenes at the end uh, where you are just... Uh, you know, I don't know if I want to like go buy you a beer or punch you in the mouth because you've got this total, perfect, easy confidence. It's the exact opposite of everything we were describing. And you're flirting with the, the, the women in the courtroom and everything. Gosh, uh, it was a, it was a, an awful lot of fun to go back and, and watch that. I have to watch that again. I, so, I haven't seen that in years. And, 
I even was... my my wife said, "Say hi to Ted Bundy for me today." So. Oh, tell your wife I said <laughs> hi. Oh, uh... nope, nope, not gonna do it, <laughs> honey. Uh, if you're well, listening, if it's if it's any help, I watched the pilot episode of uh, Once and Again uh, the other day, which I hadn't seen since oh, uh, back in my again. back in my TV dad's days when I was when I was following single dads. And yeah. you you play a great single dad. I mean, I was oh. at the time I was a single dad, and it was like, yeah, that's pretty much everything you go through. Like, uh, I don't want to get involved in this, yeah. and I've got too many yeah. things going on. Uh, just the the whole chemistry between you and Silla Ward and 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 the, the whole you felt like families watching oh, that. So dear to my like, heart that show and and um, and uh, all of those people as well. I'm still in touch with uh, I think most of them. Um, and yeah, uh, gr- great casting. I mean, and and yeah. the writing the writing was clever without being maudlin. I mean, there's a lot. It, you know, it could easily have had a lot more soap yeah, opera elements to it. Definitely. But, uh, well, uh, at the at the time when it was out, you running this running this website at the beginning of the internet uh, for you know single dads on TV. Yeah, I would get I would get a lot of people just writing to me about different shows that they watch, and one of the most frequent topics was once and again people would say, you know, that's that's more what it's like. That's not you know, people think like Family Affair where you have like. Uh, you know, an, an English butler to take care of everything, and you're out dating supermodels, and, and it's like, no, it's, it's not like that. It's laundry and trying to no. get to, and finding out your kid's doing something at school that you didn't yeah. know about. Um, so it it hit it hit home with a lot. I, I'm sure you got a lot of uh, fan mail from that of, about how realistic it was. I did. Yeah. I, I mean, I got it. T- that show really touched a lot of people, and it and it and I think for good reason because it did, it kind of it it touched us um, who were part of it and uh uh i was really really sad really sad for it to be over yeah yeah there was a lot of i i hear maybe more than most other things in my career i hear from people that uh, that love that show what are you like typically most what are you most recognized for i mean do most people come up to you and talk hey the rocketeers here or how how does you know it it depends where i am it depends uh on who is um, sort of recognizing me. Uh, I think sometimes if um, if it's a woman sort of between the ages of uh, 35 and, and 45, then it's uh, probably the, the Jennifer Lopez movie, Enough, oh. um, though it could be once and again. Um, if they're Hispanic, it's almost always Enough, um, and it's funny. It's funny how it all sort of parses out. But um, it depends. It really depends on uh, who's recognizing me and and where I am in the world. Um, in Latin America, it's uh, almost exclusively um, enough. How often do you watch your old your old performances? I mean, I guess oh, know, not very often. And and um, honestly, and and it's, I mean, some things I haven't yet seen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i mean uh, it's it just it really just it depends um some things i find it very very difficult to watch you know uh the star trek episode for one um uh well, well, which was, figure... it was that was on bbc america the other day by the way i thought oh, it, it came up coming up next and i was like oh, oh. <laughs> it's this one oh. It's it's not as brutal as I'm sure for you it's brutal. But it's, your own it's, harshest it's, critic. It really is brutal for me. I just was oh yeah. 
Anyway. Well, it's got to uh, be tough looking back on something like that because you don't get the chance to suspend any disbelief whatsoever. No. I would no, assume. No. As you're watching it, you remember, you know, the sets and the boundaries and the lights yeah. and the, and, yeah. and the crew and everything else. And that's got to be strange. I mean, you're one of the only, uh, you know, we have this great time talking about this beloved movie, but, but you know, Jim and I, even as we dig deeper and deeper into it and, and understand more and more of what goes into it, I at least for me, I can still sort of turn that off and just sit back and just love the story. But that's got to mm. be harder for you. That's sort of unfair. By being in it, you... Uh, yeah. Well, it is. Because, it. you know, at the best of times, uh, as I said, I think I said before, you know, I've never become entirely comfortable in front of the camera. And uh, in my in my very best moments, I just managed somehow to kind of forget that for, for a moment. And uh, But that's... I don't think I've ever done a performance where I was happy with every single scene. Uh, and, and I realized that I am my own worst critic. I actually, when I see the scenes that I don't like, I can tell, I can remember vividly how uncomfortable and how self-conscious I was. And so it, the performance looks, you know, it just, it just, looks worse than I guess it, it does, you know, to other people than it would to other people. Um, and, and, you know, I've had the experience of, I, I, I did a film a, a few years ago in New Brunswick in Canada called uh, Copperhead. And uh, it's a civil war film, civil war era film. And, and I did it with a, a fellow who, the same fellow I'd worked with on uh, Gettysburg and gods and generals, uh, Ron Maxwell. And, I was the lead in this one, and I remember being terribly self-conscious. I got the movie, it, it, I sort of stepped into the movie. They were already shooting, and, and somebody else had to leave the part, and so I stepped in. So I had zero, zero time to prepare or do anything, and uh, I felt terribly self-conscious. And uh, But the joy of it is that uh, here, some years later, I, I rewatched it recently. Oh! I rewatched it because uh, Alan Arkin sent me a message. He was like, "I just saw your film, Copperhead," and <laughs> and uh, and he just went on about it. He loved it, absolutely loved it. So I rewatched it because I'm like, "Well, maybe I missed something," and um, and I actually it was kind of gratified. I thought I I, I did a uh, did a pretty decent performance, and I remember thinking when I'd done it, "Oh my gosh, maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm going to kill my career," but. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it doesn't always uh, happen that um, I'm uh, forever, uh, uh, you know, critical. Um, sometimes the, I see things years later and they, they seem to have been okay. This particular scene that we're looking at right now in the Rocketeer, do you, do you feel that you get, did a good job of being a jerk in this, of, of getting across that you were not, not being a jerk, but being kind of blindsided by what you were what you were saying and the effect that it was going to have on your girlfriend. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I get a little, uh, you know, sometimes it's really not about um, sort of the overall thing for me all the time. It's, it's sometimes it's just a line delivery. Sometimes it's that the stupidest, most inconsequential line that I, for some reason I can't figure out how to say it. And, uh, and then of course, you know, if I was to, sort of have my senses come to me, I would realize that it's not about figuring out how to say it. If you just 
get in the moment, you don't have to worry about how to say it. It'll just come out the right way. But I can't always, uh, I can't always remember that. So um, I think for the most part, I, I'm okay with that scene. Uh, um, yeah. In in terms of the the movie so far, as we've been going through, the only thing that you were upset was how uh, kind of you had a, a bit of a poached face on the uh, as a hangover from getting in the GB the day oh, after, gosh, after yeah. shooting. But that that seems to be about the only the only negative so far. Which, yeah. Uh, but so generally, yeah. so far so far you've had a you've had a good experience on this. I just I, had a I just had a minor throb in my forehead just now thinking <laughs> thinking about that. Decades on, Still, wow. yes, a phantom hangover. Uh, the uh, I, I am personally impressed in this particular minute. I am personally impressed by how fast the uh, Los Angeles motor coach lines arrives at uh, at their stops. Because every time I've tried to get <clears throat> use mass transit in LA, it's kind of <laughs> half hour away, well, forty five minute wait. Well, true. you know the the trick to it is that they don't wait until you're on board to start driving away. Yeah, you, know, you watch Jennifer That's climbing right. on board, and she's got still got one foot in the air, and yeah. it's heading away. And that, uh, and we got to say it, that gorgeous 1934 Ford uh, Model BB, the real versatile, and built a lot of trucks out of it and stuff. That was one of the probably one of the only surviving uh, buses like that, and yeah. amazing. You know what is it? It's it's not in the next minute. It's on screen for two seconds. <laughs> Yeah, about that. Uh, basically, yeah. two and a half but seconds, and nice, a lovely nice, little attention to detail. Nice authenticity yeah. there, yeah. Mm. And yeah. and of course, you can't go through this minute, Jim, without uh, without Margot Martindale's great line. Yeah, uh, I've been watching the Americans lately, and every time I see her, it's, well, go after her, you dope. You know, well, every time her, she's on screen, yeah, <laughs> she's fantastic. Every time she's on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I think it's great that she's on um, she's on the animated series on Netflix, uh, BoJack Horseman, and her character is beloved character. The name of her character is beloved character actress Margot Martindale, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and they always awesome. say the whole thing out whenever she's on screen. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, she that would is be fantastic. A, she would be so much fun to talk to. But uh, trying try to reach out, she, she's great. She's she just, is a hoot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> There must. I, I would imagine that there, there were. I mean, you get between Alan Arkin and all the all the guys that are hanging on at the uh, at the lunch counter there. Mm. There must have been so many war stories uh, being told on the on the off hours of you know. Oh, as I recall, set. as I recall, there were. I think. Um, I think. Uh, as I recall, William Sanderson. I was pumping him for stories about Blade Runner. Ah. Um, oh wow! Sure. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I think he was just finishing up Newhart at the time, or uh, either just after Newhart or just toward the end of it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, him, him, and uh, and the FBI guys, I just so so much Hollywood right right in all in, in oh, all yeah. the middle of this. Oh yeah. Um, I gotta ask how how long did that hamburger prop have to last? I, I, <laughs> oh, you know they 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 have them standing by. They they have quite a few of them standing by, and in in my case, even quite a few more because uh, I tended to to you know I I'd be hungry. I have a hamburger in my hand, and I'm gonna <laughs> eat it. I just I I don't. I'm, there was one time on Once and Again we we had a scene. Sila and I had a scene, and we were eating In and Out burgers in the uh, in a in a the front seat of a car and i i must have eaten eight nine part of the tenth hamburger and they were like looking at me you know normally they give you a spit bucket or whatever and yeah. i was like no i don't need that i'm still hungry I'm still hungry <laughs> and i was just chowing down on these and of course i went home and, and got sick so uh, uh wow i remember when i used to have a metabolism 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine's gone downhill. Um, so at the at the very end of this moment, as we watch uh, Jenny not fall off the bus, uh, Eddie comes out not to de- or um, Malcolm yeah. comes out to deliver his line, and uh, you know it took me until about the second or third time of rewatching this movie that it finally hit me that this is this is where the guilt gets into place that create that causes Malcolm to do what he does the next morning. Yeah. And it never it never quite connected with me. That's like, oh, okay. It, it but that that never clicked until watch watching it a minute at a time. It finally sunk in. It's like, oh, that's right. So no, it didn't. Uh, you never got that. Yeah, it's. I feel, <laughs> you know, after a while, when you watch these things, you're like, I was really dumb. But yeah, um, yeah. no, it's a, it's a great little piece of uh, of storytelling that you know uh, the set the setups and the payoff in this movie are great, and this yeah. is just just one of many. Oh, um, and Eddie, what a what a what a guy! Yeah. Uh, yeah, born in I think the very year or maybe the year before this story was supposed to have taken place. Is He's been in a he, he was in a million things. I mean, it just uh, he, well, like so many other of the character actors in here, that that was his job as being a a follow on character and being you know yeah. being there, being the buddy, being the, the next guy over. Yeah. But he does play just a good you know a, a burned out world war one flyer and yeah, um, yeah. He, he gives you something good to act against oh yes he does. that's the thing is it's kind of being the uh you know some, somebody that sets you up for the for the for the shots he's yeah he's the assist yeah how late how late at night was this shot i mean i, I would assume that you have to wait for sunset and things like that but are, are you doing this mostly post midnight or uh i don't really remember I don't really remember, but yes, I think you, you, you so was sort of waiting for golden hour. I think it's kind of not golden hour, sorry, past golden hour, but, but not so that it's flat out dark. Yeah. I think mostly we shot, you know, not, I don't think we ever shot in flat out nighttime that I recall. Well, the uh, I would think the, uh, the Griffith Park ones are probably uh, late, late night. Cause they yeah, the- that's right. That's right. They, I think they only shoot on Monday nights or, or maybe Sunday nights. Yeah. So that you have to like time everything. No, I meant at the uh, at the oh at, Cafe. at the Valencia at the yeah. Valencia site. Yeah. 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 I guess this was I guess this was a little bit easier because you were in the middle of the city and stuff like that. And it, mm. um, although from what I'm understanding, we've been talking with with other folks about about some of the shooting that everything where there's an orange grove is pretty well gone. Um, this is all now housing developments and condos and things. So that doesn't surprise me. But still, a beautiful. Uh, this was a beautiful minute. I mean, just just the lighting, the, the yeah. moving the plot forward, uh, soup and <laughs> everything else. Yeah, um, soup. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more about about this, you know, enchanted evening with <laughs> the the end of the end of a perfect evening. But let, let's let's pick all that up tomorrow uh, here as we're finishing out the week. Uh, for everybody who wants to get in and talk some more about. What we've been talking about, we can talk about uh, the the career of Billy Campbell and all and all of your memories <laughs> of all those things. We're, we're going to be talking about that more in the future. But you can reach out to us on social media, Twitter, of course, Rocketeer Minute, uh, Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute. There's a bunch of people chatting there. Uh, also uh, on our great big site, RocketeerMinute.com, where you can pick up some cool swag, little miniature uh, uh, Billy Campbell action figures, so you can play with them and zoom them around your room. And uh, also copies from Amazon so you can watch the movie if you haven't watched the movie. Although if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know why you haven't watched the movie yet, so please do. Also, check us out on iTunes, 
Google Play. We, you can just go out there and subscribe, get this downloaded to you each and every day so you can catch every blessed minute of the movie, um, <laughs> including, including tomorrow. So get out there, search for, search for Rocketeer Minute, uh, press subscribe, and you'll hear us first thing Friday morning, which is tomorrow. So join us back here at the Bulldog uh, as we finish out the week. Until then, take care and over and out. Thanks, fellas. Over and out. Get him, kid.